Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today, we're speaking with Deirdre Van Nest. Deirdre, it's great to have you on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here with you today. I'm excited to talk to you, and maybe you can help us along the way, because it sounds like you're the expert on this. Deirdre is the founder of Crazy Good Talks. She helps people be better speakers, better storytellers, working on things like keynote speaking and corporate training, really kind of making people better communicators with their stories. And we're going to go through that and how she does that for financial professionals as well as entrepreneurs. But before we get into the crazy good talks piece, tell us a little bit about yourself and your career. Yeah, I was thinking about that. And I think I should have been born maybe 30 years later than I actually was because, well, I was, I was called a flake um, by a couple of people in my life in my early twenties, mid thirties, because, because I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. And what I now realize is that I had this really entrepreneurial spirit. But in my generation, which is Gen X, like Mm -hmm. nobody talked about entrepreneurship. Are you, are you Gen X also? I'm an Xer. Okay. So, right. That wasn't an option for us. Like that wasn't even, that wasn't a thing. And yeah, I mean, it's a funny one. You know, a lot of Xers did become entrepreneurs. And I think there is something in our generation, which kind of you know, if you go back to what we're named after the Douglas yeah. Copeland novel, this was a generation that basically called BS on everything and just said, you know, hey, listen, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be something we can do that's more meaningful here. Right. So, yeah, but we weren't encouraged to do that. And we, <laughs> like, we were not encouraged. And like, like what I really appreciate even about millennials and Gen Z's, particularly Gen Z's now, I feel like they are encouraged to kind of go against the grain and chart their own course. And they're not weird or flaky or can't figure it out if they do that. Like they're doing what they're supposed to do, right? right but right. we're in a generation where if you didn't do the corporate tried and true and follow that path, there was kind of something wrong with you. And I'll be yeah. honest, I, I had a lot, I struggled with that for many years feeling like, my gosh, like, I just don't feel like I fit into these, these like structures. What it, what, what is wrong? Right. right? And, and, and nothing, I'm just, I'm an entrepreneur. And so fortunately, just by complete happenstance, I kind of fell into the world of entrepreneurship in the late nineties. And I have been in love, in love with it ever since. And so one of my first forays into uh, entrepreneurship was as, and I still am this, a real estate investor. Right. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, buying properties, renting them out, um, improving them, that type of thing. Absolutely loved it. Still love it. Really believe in, in investing in real estate as a long-term wealth strategy. Mm-hmm. But a couple of years in, Bant, I realized it, it wasn't feeding my soul because I wasn't right. really not that it wasn't helping people, but there wasn't this direct connection. Like I'd meet someone, they'd become a tenant. And then hopefully you don't talk to them for like six months or a year, because if you do, it means things aren't going well. Right. (laughs) So, so, so I, I wasn't, I didn't really feel like I was contributing 
to society and humanity and like pouring into people in the way that I wanted to. And so I, um, after a lot of soul searching, a lot of prayer, um, set out and got my coaching uh, certificate. And I was, and this is a real thing. People think I made this up. I didn't. I, and it took me two years to get this certification. I became what's called a certified fearless living coach. Okay. You, You probably never heard of that, right? Well, I mean, certainly I would say that we're living in a moment where the idea of being a life coach of some sort has gone from something that was, I would say, like a niche element to being a commonplace. I mean, I was on a call with a company the other day and they have about 400 employees and they give every employee in the company a life coach. No, that's amazing. Yeah. That's like, that's that's part of their like whole ethos as a company. Right on for that company, right on for that company. That's great. Yeah. Well, back in the mid, uh, in 2005, it wasn't a thing. It was still, it was still a little out there type of thing. So I get this certification as a fearless living coach. And and the reason why I chose that certification is because it changed my life. I went through that process as a client. I had a lot of fears that were getting in the way of me just sort of like going forward in business and being who God created me to be. Um, went through this coaching uh, as a client. It dramatically changed my life. And I felt God saying, this is, this is, I want you to help people, other entrepreneurs, the way you've been helped. So got that certification, dug in, kind of hung my shingle out there in Minneapolis, started working with business owners and, and coaching them, helping them get past the fears and excuses that were holding them back. And, um, about a year into it, people started saying to me, you know, you really should be speaking. You, you really should like bring this to a, uh, a broader audience. You can help more people and it's going to grow your business faster. Mm-hmm. And people are shocked when I tell them this, but I was terrified to speak. Right. I was like, Oh, Oh no, 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 no. I, I <laughs> I'm, I'm speaking to you right now. One-on-one. This is great. I don't right. need to do anything more than that. And it kept happening over and over. And then I also like to walk my talk. And so here I am and I'm, let's say I'm coaching you, Van, and I'm helping you get past like this big, hairy fear that's holding you back from mm-hmm. driving your business forward. But I'm not willing to do one of my big, hairy fears. Like that doesn't work for me. Right. Right. So yeah. I had to just bite the bullet and say, all right, I'm going to get out there. I'm going to speak. I did it really, really scared for a really, really long time. Um, and I fell in love with it. I absolutely, to my shock and delight, fell in love with it, started getting good at it, like started getting clients when I spoke right. from the back of the room, started getting paid to speak. And then I started sharing all the strategies. I had some mentors and gurus I was following because, you know, you can't be a phenomenal speaker without training. You just can't. Right. You might be like a naturally gifted athlete, but you're only going to get so far without a coach and training, right? Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I, I started sharing some of the strategies and techniques that I was learning with my clients and they started using it when they spoke and they started getting great results. And so yada, 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 fast forward about four years, I actually transitioned my business from focusing on mindset coaching mm-hmm. to focusing on storytelling, presentation skills coaching, and really focusing in on my own career as a keynote speaker. I really love this, Deirdre, because there's so many talented people that I've met in my life that just haven't been able to package up the 
project that they're selling or telling their own story in a powerful way. And you can see that it does impact their lives. If they can figure that out, it's an incredible opportunity. It opens up a lot of doors for them. So I really love what you're doing. So tell me more about how Crazy Good Talks has developed and what you guys are doing more broadly. Yeah, it, it, it's super fun. Like, like most businesses, I'm um, sure like yours, it's been an evolution over the years. And I always say, I'm just following the breadcrumbs, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm open, we have a path, but I'm also following the breadcrumbs to see, you know, what the market needs. And for me, I'm a faith-based person. So where do I feel God is leading me? And so where we're, where we're at today is our, our main focus is three things. One is companies. Uh, traditionally, I work very, very heavily in the financial services arena. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my mom uh, was, was killed in a car accident when I was quite young. My dad Sorry. almost died. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and it's, as I grew up, it wasn't lost on me that, you know, we suffered emotionally, but we didn't suffer financially, mm-hmm. but, um, a lot of people do like a lot of people are not set up to take that kind of hit right. and they really need the, the, the services and the, and the advocacy and the relationship that financial professionals can bring to their life. And so part of my mission is to help financial professionals be really great storytellers and communicators so they can connect emotionally with people, you know, build trust and have people make those decisions that most of them want to put off for someday, have them make them today. Um, so that's one space we're in. And I have a, I have a passion, as you can probably tell for that and a mission. And then the other is for entrepreneurs at large. I just like, I'm so sold out to entrepreneurship. I love it. And so um, I'm a wordsmith and I like to be able to bring that talent to other entrepreneurs and, and help them so they can do what they do best. Right. And let us yeah. do what we do best. And so the three areas are companies will, uh, will bring me in to keynote conferences and do consulting and training, right. For their teams. Mm-hmm. And then we have a year long speaking, storytelling, content creation course, where I have created, you know, structures and formulas that I use uh, in my own speaking career and that I've tested with clients over a a decade um, that are really, really fabulous for helping anyone become what I call a crazy good speaker. And what I've learned about speaking, that's exciting. You don't have to be born great. I thought you had to be born great at it. And, And no, speakers are made. They're not born. Yeah. Right. No, I mean, I think you're spot on. You know, I think that for someone like myself, you know, my father is a professor. My grandfather is also a professor. So I grew up watching them speak, you know, speak in places. And so I was familiar with the structure of how you would have to speak in front of an audience and what you need to be doing. But even with that, I clearly remember a moment about midway through my career where the company I was part of had decided, hey, you know, Ben, you're going to be speaking a lot. We're going to send you to get some presentation training. And I remember going to that so cocky, so like, so like, oh, I don't need to know anything. I got this. I mean, what are you going to teach me? And this gentleman dismantled me completely (laughs) and really has taught me so many tricks that have been so helpful for me throughout my life. And so it's an incredibly important tool. And certainly I think the topics that you just raised for financial professionals, I mean, the financial industry is changing dramatically. We have 
you know, exchange traded funds, we've got cryptocurrencies, we've got all of these things happening all the time. And I don't think even the most sophisticated investors ever feel completely comfortable with the topic of finance. It's not a fun topic. Yeah. And so being really clear, and I'd say supportive, but really clear on how you're explaining things is so valuable. So I what a gift you're giving these people. Well, and here's the other thing. This is this is what I always tell my clients and anyone who will listen, quite frankly. Your job as a communicator is not really to make sure your audience gets what you're saying. I mean, yes, you want people to get it, but more importantly, Bant, you want people to feel what mm. you're saying. And yeah. so that's what we teach is how do you structure your content, weave your words and ideas together in a way that makes that emotional connection, gets that emotional engagement. So people actually feel what you're saying because people will not make decisions in the absence of emotion. It's actually impossible to do. And so if you don't do that, and most people, most business people in any profession don't know how to get up in front of a group, whether you're talking for one minute, one hour, one day, and actually get people to feel something. And so that's our focus. And there's, there's strategies, there's tips and tricks and strategies to make that happen. Um, so that's, yeah, so that's one area. And then our third area, and this this is my new baby. I will say this, this is my new baby. It's our, um, we have a story creation service. It's a white glove service where we do all the heavy lifting for our clients Mm -hmm. and we create for them and then teach them how to present and leverage what we call their personal brand. Why story. And this is something that I stumbled upon by accident. So mm-hmm. if I can just kind of kind of set the scene, you know, I, I start out in 2009, start speaking in financial services. I have zero experience in that industry. Okay. Right. But the reason why I started speaking there is I, like I said earlier, I got out and hung my shingle in Minneapolis to start and started speaking locally. And the majority of the people that were raising their hands saying, yeah, I want to have this fear coaching, this mindset coaching were financial advisors. And then right. what would happen was they would get great results from that coaching and they'd introduce me to their manager. And then the manager would ask me to speak to the whole group. So I ended up, you know, getting into it, but I was very uh, insecure for many, many, many years speaking in that industry, because that's an industry where they, they kind of want you to be an insider and they take their credentials and they take very you, seriously, right. They yeah. take it very seriously. And they, they, they take you having some, you know, insight and background into like the whole industry very seriously. And so I was super insecure. And so what I kept doing in presentations was I would be showing like, case studies and stories about the clients I've helped and they got this great result and that great result. Bottom line is I felt like I had to prove myself for like the first eight years working in that industry. And when you feel like you have to prove yourself all the time, it's exhausting. Yeah. No, and it's exhausting. And it's interesting in that particular context, it's an industry that really does navel gaze because they truly only trust people that are in that space, but really desperately need to be looking outside, right? They desperately need your case studies. Yeah, absolutely. So, so after about eight years of proving myself all the time, I came to this place in my career where I was like, what am I doing? Like something is missing. And I couldn't Mm -hmm. figure for about a year. I just couldn't figure out. I don't know if you've ever been there but I think most entrepreneurs have, right? Like by all accounts, things are going well, but something's missing. And what Mm -hmm. I finally put my finger on was 
I was missing. I felt like every time I took the stage, so to speak, I left a part of myself outside the room. It's the only way I could describe it. And so what I finally realized was I was not bringing myself, my personality, my humanity, my story to the table. I really thought all they cared about was me being this vessel for great engaging content, but whoever delivered, it didn't matter. And so what I did is I, I, in 2017, um, January 11th, to be exact, I made a big, bold, scary move. What I did ban was for the first time I was in, in Minneapolis, happened to be in Minneapolis. At that point I was speaking all around the country, but I was in Minneapolis with a group of 40 financial advisors And I just decided, and I had prepped for this. It wasn't like I just did it that day, but I've been prepping for a few months. I shared my personal brand why story with that audience. And the personal brand why story was an extended version of what I talked about a little earlier about my mom and my mom dying in the car accident, Right. right? About why I do what I do and why I care about helping the financial services industry. I shared that story for the first time. I was terrified. It was very vulnerable. I didn't know how they were going to react, but I felt like I got to do this. And the second I was done, two advisors in the third row, their hands go shooting up in the air. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I was afraid of calling them. I didn't know what they were going to say. Right. So I yeah. called the first, the first gentleman. You're not going to believe what he said to me. I kid you not. To this day, it still gives me chills. These were his exact words. He said, Deirdre, I just want you to know, I will believe anything you say right now. (laughs) The other gentleman said, thank you so much for understanding what we do and caring about what we do. Right. You could literally feel the energy in that room shift the moment I was done with my story. It it went from a very nice, polite energy to this leaning in energy. Afterwards, people are coming up, hugging me. The next day I went back to talk to the general agent. They're still hugging me. And I, all I could think, Bant, was, are you kidding me? I have been trying to prove myself to these people for the last eight years and nothing Nothing built trust more than me to sharing who I am and why that makes me care about helping them. Like literally in a three minute story, I built trust, connection, and likability in a way, all my credentials, all my case studies never did. Yeah, no, I love it. It's such a gift. And I think that if you can help people pull out their own why stories, that's clearly an incredibly valuable skill. What we started doing was I started teaching my clients, my speaking clients, my storytelling clients about this type of story, started training them on the structure for how to identify and how to write it and present it, and then how to use it in their business. But what started happening over time was they started coming to me saying, Hey, can't you just write the story for me? Like, this is hard. I don't even, I can't even figure out what the story is. And then when I write it, it doesn't sound good. Right. Or it's too much. And I don't know, I don't want to give away too. I don't want to be like, I call it gratuitously vulnerable, right? Like, I don't want to just be vulnerable to be vulnerable. Where's the edge. And so I, for years, I said, no, it's not what we do. I'll teach you, but I don't, I don't write it for you. And so last year, an advisor asked me in April, can't you just write this for me? Like I need to be with my clients. I don't have the skill. And I said, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe we can. And so what, what we've done over the last year is we've created this whole service offering called story creation, where we actually 
get the story. Like we interview you, I call it chiseling the David out of the marble. There's Davids, there's beautiful Davids right in your mm -hmm. marble of your life. And we chisel out, we find the right story, the right angle. It's going to resonate with your clients. We write the story in your voice and bring it to life. We edit it like it's nobody's business so that it's beautiful. Every word matters. We coach you on how to present it. And then we teach you how to implement it so that it's actually an asset in your business. Mm -hmm. um, so that's my new baby. And that's the thing I'm excited about. And um, I have a team of people now working with me in that project. And uh, that's kind of, that's where we are now. And that's where we're, where we're going in the future. I think it's an incredibly valuable skill to have. And I would say it's interesting, you know, today we have a lot of people that just don't know how to write. Like they just don't know how to write. And I can't tell you how many times I come across wonderful people and I meet them in day-to-day -day business and I love what they have to say. And then I get an email from them and then I'm shocked. I'm shocked at how tone deaf or the lack of empathy or the lack of kind of thoughtful response. It's been eye-opening that perhaps the skill of writing has definitely dissipated. I agree. It has dissipated. People are afraid of it. They're, they're um, insecure about it. And so we just take that burden off of them. We take that yeah. burden off of them. Well, that's great. Well, yeah. listen, I mean, I uh, wanted to kind of shift gears and talk to you about the pandemic. It's been yeah. a, a moment for all of us over the last couple of years that we've been living through. And I just love to hear how you've perhaps evolved your business, uh, perhaps any opportunities that have appeared during this time for you guys. Yeah. So um, I think one of the things that's been a huge blessing is when I started my business back in uh, 2007, I knew that I wanted it to be super flexible and I knew that I wanted it to be virtual, which was kind of a crazy thought back then, right? It was very like avant-garde. And I think people are like, what? But I wanted it to be virtual because I, I had two young kids at the time. So I was really like shaping my life around them. Mm -hmm. And um, so I didn't want to travel or do anything like that at the time. And I wanted to work with anyone around the world, right? Like I didn't want to be limited by boundaries. And so our company has been virtual. I mean, I, I have never had an employee who lives in the same city as me ever. Um, one of my key teammates who like I mean, I adore her. She adores me. We didn't meet for like three years, like in person. Wow. Right. So I, um, I, that, that has been a blessing. Now people definitely thought it was weird. And I'd be like, they'd be like, what, like, how does that work? And wait, what do you mean? You want to have a phone conversation with me? You won't meet me in person or cause virtual back then was phone by the way. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and I tried many times to get my, my year long speaking, storytelling, content creation course to, to get my clients to go from the phone to like zoom. I'm like, Hey, do you think we could, we could go over to video and they're all like, no, 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 no. We couldn't do right. that. Like, right. Like nobody wanted to do that. And they were scared. And then those in financial services, compliance won't let us. And there was all these things around it. So I, I felt very blessed that I was set up for this whole virtual world and already had these virtual courses when this happened. Right. So that was that was wonderful. you were you were ahead of everybody. I was ahead. <laughs> I was the crazy person who then was like, oh, this isn't super hard to make this shift. And so what I took seriously was then helping my clients be able to make that shift too. Right. So my corporate clients reaching out and being like, hey, let me just help. Let me just come in and do like a presentation for your leaders, on, you know, over Zoom on how to connect virtually and all this kind of right. stuff. So so we spent a lot of time just I think I felt like kind of ministering to people. Right. It was like a, a ministry. Like, where's your soul at? Where, where are your skills at? How, how can I just help you with this? Yeah. So you're not so freaked out and we can you know, you, you, you can still do your business. Um, 
And I think for us, what's been very exciting is one, that the rest of the world has joined us in this virtual environment, mm-hmm. right? I, I love it. Personally, I love it. I think it opens up so many opportunities for people. And I, I love people having the opportunity to work remotely. I've always believed in hiring for talent, not for location. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an idea that is finally like the world is embracing. It's finally found its day. Yes. Yep. So I love that. I love, I had an advisor client years ago say, oh, Deirdre, I wish I could have my business like yours where you could work anywhere. And I, and I thought, I don't know if that'll happen in your industry. And now he can, and I'm thrilled for him. But where it's opened an opportunity for our business is trying to make an emotional connection with someone across a tech platform. Yeah is harder than in person. So you've got to double down on learning your communication skills. You've got to be a better communicator, a more emotionally connecting communicator. You have to learn how to build trust in a different yeah. way, right? So it's really, I, I feel like it's, it's underscored the need for what we're offering in the marketplace. Yeah, I mean, I've said this a couple of times on this topic with others on other podcasts, but it's fascinating because a lot of the things that you take for granted when you're meeting someone physically, are they tall, are they short, you know, yeah. yada, yada, are gone in the digital world, right? It's really going to be the power of your message and the power yes. of how you present. And I actually love that. I think it's a great equalizer. And yeah. it's something that as we build a more diverse and equal working world, this is only a good thing. And so I'm I'm quite excited by that. No, I absolutely, absolutely agree. The other thing that I think is really cool, and I think this has been pushed by, if we go back to the generations, like I think the millennials have been making this push over the year, and then the Gen Zers are like, absolutely, which I love is, you know, people, consumers today, and I feel like employees or workers today are demanding authenticity and human connection. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, when we, when we were growing up, like you had your business life and your personal life and never the two shall meet. Right. I mean, you had to kind of pretend you didn't have a personal life. Like nothing bothers me. Nothing could ever be wrong or anything. Oh, kids. I don't have kids. What are those things? Right. Like you had to totally segment yourself and that is gone. And that is outdated. That never should have existed in the first place in my book. Um, I, I, I just, I'm so thrilled that that day is gone. And so I think for our company, you know, there, there's been great studies done. There's a company called brand builders. They put out this amazing study called trends in personal branding. And one of the statistics I love is that like 82% of Americans are, are find that companies are more influential when they have a leader, a founder, or key executives with a personal brand, they will trust the brand more, the company more, they're more likely to do business with them. And mm-hmm. so people are wanting to know and connect with people. And so for us, with our storytelling service, that's what we're doing. We're allowing them to connect with the person. And yeah. that is super exciting. And that's also an idea that I feel like has been brewing for the last maybe decade that has finally come. And I think the pandemic just like whooshed it into reality. And I love that. I love it. And uh, I also love the fact 
you highlighted something I was thinking about earlier today, which is, you know, we actually got rid of all of our offices during the pandemic. Okay. And we did a global deal with a company called Spaces, which is basically kind of a WeWork competitor. Yeah. Yeah. And we created hubs and we gave everyone, they have 4,000 locations. And we said, look, wherever you are in the world, you can use one of the offices. You can go to one of the hubs if you want to, but you don't have to. Yeah. You know, it's up to you to decide. So we call it kind of a you led business. And the reason why I liked what you were saying is, you know, if you went back, let's say 10 years ago and you said to somebody, oh, I don't have an office. You might be, they might be like, ah, does does Deirdre really have a business? Like, you know, is this like, am I talking to like, uh, who knows? Legit? Yeah, exactly. Whereas now it's kind of like flipped, right? It's now like, oh, wow, Deirdre's smart. Like, she's, we need to learn from her. Yes. Yes. No, it's fascinating. It is. I definitely was, again, people, not made fun of me, but I was definitely given a lot of weird looks and quizzes about why I do what I did. And, and so I just, I feel like a little vindicated now, which is kind of Yeah, way to go, way to go. (laughs) Well, let's look at uh, this lovely year we find ourselves in. I think that, you know, when 2022 started, I, like many people, were excited that this would be the year where everything (laughs) would return back to normal. And oh my God, it has proven to be quite a ride. So tell me a little bit about what you think the back half of the year is going to look like. I I would say I do think, and what I've noticed is I am getting um, more and more requests for in-person speaking engagements. So I will say that people are starting to return. I I don't know if maybe we should do away with the word normal, right? I I think it's going to be different, right? But I think people are starting to move back towards in-person events, just Mm -hmm. by the way, our bookings and our inquiries have gone. Um, Mm -hmm. We're not having people reaching out so much for the virtual events lately. They're doing in-person. So I think that's great. If you're someone who wants to be back in person, I think that's something that, you know, is very, very exciting. Um, And, but I think for us, I think the thing that I'm most excited about is this is this story creation service, um, but also building a team. So mm-hmm. I really, really was very resistant for a decade or longer to building a team. I had a very small team. It was like me and someone else. Uh, and then contractors that I worked with, but I was like, I don't want to deal with people. It just seems like employees would be hard and a hassle when you hear all these horror stories, right? Well, my mind was changed last year when we decided to launch the story creation. I thought, you know what? This is something we can scale. And if we're going to scale it, I have to have other writers on. I need a, mm-hmm. an integrator, a business manager. I need other coaches. And so we we're growing this team and man, I love it. I cannot believe, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I thought I would hate this. One of my biggest joys is creating this workplace. And my, my goal for our company is that we are the place when people are having a bad day, they want to go to work. They don't right. want to binge on Netflix. They don't want to like drink or smoke or whatever their vice is when they're having a bad day. They want to come to work one, because they work with people who love them, who celebrate them, who cheer them on. And two, they're working in their unique ability and they love the work they're doing. And so I am having more fun building this team and mentoring people and empowering people and encouraging them and equipping them than I ever imagined possible. I feel, you know, coached and inspired and mentored by you in this conversation, Deirdre. So I can, I understand how your team must feel. Deirdre, we've been talking about a lot of good stuff today. You know, I'm sure there's people that are out there watching and listening that might want to reach out and learn more about Crazy Good Talks. So where's the best place to reach you? 
So a couple of things, if you want to reach like me personally, LinkedIn is great. That's my main social media platform. I'm an open networker. Um, I would absolutely love to connect with you. So please reach out with me there. Um, if you're interested in learning more about the work we do, the services, then crazygoodtalks.com. Go to, go to our website. You can learn all, all about us and what we have going on. And, um, you know, we can offer you a free complimentary strategy session. If you want to hop on the phone with a member of our team and learn if what we do is the right fit for you. Um, there'll likely be a free gift offer for some great content on there. I don't want to say what it is because if you're hearing this a year from now, maybe it's going to be different than what it is today, but, but we will offer you something of value. So would would love to welcome you to our community. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on Cage, Deirdre. We've been yeah. speaking with Deirdre Van Nest. She's the founder of Crazy Good Talks. This is an amazing business that will help you become a better speaker, tell your story in a more powerful way, and really kind of find that true who and yeah. why, uh, the message that you're trying to tell uh, behind the story and at the core and the essence of the story. She works yeah. with financial professionals and entrepreneurs and probably other areas too, but she yeah. has uh, a lot of customers these days. But Deirdre, thank you so much for being on Uncaged. We look forward to having you back. Oh, thanks so much. Cheers. Cheers. 